0: Thank you. Let me know when everybody's in and I'll.
1: Everyone is in Chair Nichols. You are ready to go. Okay.
0: Thank you. Good evening. uh, All of the people that have been so patiently waiting out in the wait room for us. Uh, We are convening the. June 19th, uh, 2022, regular meeting of the Historical Preservation Commission. And I want to um, apologize for the delay and thank you again for your patience. Some of these things are, they're great when they work and awfully annoying and um, problematic when they're pesky. And we've experienced that tonight. So um, thank you. And I'm going to start the meeting. Um, We'll start with a call to order, which I'll invite uh, planner of uh, East to conduct for us, please.
1: Thank you, Chair Nichols. I'll give a couple opening comments. Good evening, Chair Nichols and the Historic Preservation Commissioners. This meeting is being held pursuant to government code section 54953 subsection E and in light of the declared state of emergency, the regular meeting of the HPC on June 16, 2022 will be conducted <clears throat> telephonically through Zoom. I will now call the roll. Commissioner Berkowitz? Here. Vice Chair Newman? Here. Chair Nichols?
0: Here, and I'd like to say that I have incorrectly stated that the meeting is the 19th and I know it's the 16th. My head's on a project way ahead here. So I'd like (laughs) to state that correction for the record. And thank you, Adam. Uh, And and
1: Commissioner Werner is absent tonight. I just wanted to make note of that.
0: Correct, thank you. So the first item on our agenda tonight is actually approval of the agenda. Is there a motion?
2: I'll move it with the exception that we need to discuss the minutes that were sent to us today.
0: Uh, I don't believe they were on the agenda.
2: Uh, That's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah we won't be able and to so how do we deal with that chair
0: so, so they have to be put on the agenda so it, they would be available at the July 21st meeting is that correct
2: i think it's- that's very unfortunate
0: well i think that's the next meeting that we have is that right
1: Adam? i'm just i'm just thinking through would you be able to add an agenda item uh, for approval of the minutes
0: i don't believe so because the pu- the public comment can um, co- public comment has to be taken. So um, okay. I've never seen that where that's done. So I don't believe that's um,
2: legal. I ask to do. if we have legal counsel present.
1: We do not this evening.
2: We don't this evening.
0: David, I think there might be an item that resolves itself that I know you were interested in learning from those minutes. So if you would um, indulge me for a moment, we'll go through the rest of the agenda. And I think that having this available for the next meeting will uh, suffice, if you will.
2: Well, I don't agree, Chair. So I think because we continued an item forward that's now being continued again, to July 21st and the minutes should reflect the commentary that we made about that project. And I would just I like think, to
0: say that we haven't- uh, taken... Excuse
2: me, Chair, I had not finished. I think that's inappropriate. And I think we have a difficult situation here that I think we should have some opinion from our council on that because uh, for one thing, I don't think the minutes were sufficient that I read today. So
0: noted, thank you, chair Vice-Chair. Um, the uh, next um, item on- uh, our- We
2: did not have an approval of the, the agenda,
1: did we? We do not no. yet have an approval of the agenda.
0: I'm sorry, is there a motion there? I'll move, I can't, the, we, I'll move. Oh, Nate, are you going to move? I was going to say,
3: I can't see the agenda.
0: The agenda is lose you.
3: If I switch, I'll lose you. But other than that, site unseen, I'll approve the agenda.
0: Okay. You did have an opportunity to review the agenda. Is that correct, Nate?
3: A couple of days ago.
0: Okay. So just
3: the memory for the record, is short.
0: Just for the record uh, Planner East, would you please just go through briefly the items that are on this agenda?
1: Absolutely, Chair. Just give me one moment as I pull that up.
0: Thank you. Or I can read them from what I'm using.
1: Um, if that's preferable to you, I just have a few pages open. I just need to track down Yeah, the page I know you've here. got
0: to, got a, I a, don't want us to crash, <laughs> I know how vulnerable we are.
1: Um, so the first item on the agenda, oh, we've got the call to order. We've got approval of the agenda. We've got public comments for items not on the agenda. Uh, Item five is business items. And within that, we've got item 5A, which is 660 Bridgeway, the Certificate of Appropriateness Request that was heard at the last meeting in May. Item 5B is 21 Atwood Avenue. That's a Historic Resource Determination Request. Item 5C is 100 Humboldt Ave, a Historic Resource Determination Request. Item 5D, 120 Filbert Ave., a historic resource determination request. Um, That concludes business items. Item six is communications and item seven is adjournment.
0: Thank you, Adam. So with that refresher, Nate, we're gonna, um, you're you're making the motion. I I concur. So you're making a motion to approve. Is that correct?
3: To accept the agenda as, as as I have seen and heard it.
0: Thank you very much. Is there a second? I'll second. Adam, can you take the roll please?
1: Commissioner Berkowitz?
2: Accepted.
1: Vice Chair Newman?
2: No, we need to have minutes from the previous meeting at every uh, current meeting and I do not approve the agenda as proposed.
0: Okay, so there's one no, Adam?
1: And Chair Nichols?
0: Yes in this case we had a legal determination last night that when we have a quorum it's the majority of the votes in this case it's two to one so that motion carries and the agenda will be approved duly noted though david your comments i want you to know that Uh,
2: i don't agree with your comment about last night's meeting by the way chair
0: I'm trying to get the minutes approved. These people have been waiting for over a half hour. There
2: are no minutes. There are no minutes for approval. I and mean that's the agenda. My objection.
0: Okay, fine. I heard it. Thank you. All right. Um, it's now time for comments from the public or anyone else that for items that are not on this agenda and in this case we've just had the Items on the agenda called out to us, as well as the published agenda that's always available on the website. So I would invite the public um, or anyone else to make a comment that are an item that for an item or any other subject that's not on this agenda. And Adam, if you would uh, just briefly tell the public how they might be able to do that.
1: Thank you, Chair. This is the time to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda except in very limited situations, state law precludes the Historic Preservation Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the HPC may briefly respond to statements made or questions posed by a member of the public, ask clarifying questions, make a brief announcement, or make a brief report on his or her own activities. activities. The commission may also refer matters not on the agenda to city staff or direct that the subject be agendized for a future meeting. Video or public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application and you'll be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from the phone, press star nine. Each speaker will, speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed. Please state your name when it's your time to speak.
0: Thank you, Adam. Let's give a few seconds here because we've had a little snags tonight to see if we get any response.
1: And I'm not seeing any hands raised at this time chair.
0: Nor do do I, so I'm gonna close um, this item, which is comments for items not on our agenda and move down to the next item, which is um, asking our commissioners if there's any ex parte communications, if they've had any interactions with any of the applicants um, on our agenda this evening. So Nate, would you like to start?
3: Um, no, I go. <clears throat> I have no comments at this point,
0: so you have had no uh comments with any of the applicants, is that correct? That Outside correct. this meeting, okay, That's thank it. you very much. Uh, vice chair Newman,
2: no comments,
0: thank you, and I have none as well. Thanks very much, uh, everyone. All right, that moves us right into our business items. And as you uh, just heard recently, the first one up is 5A. This is a project at 660 Bridgeway. And I'd like to see if we can get a brief staff update on this from Adam East. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Chair. Uh, This item was last heard at the May 19th meeting last month. And it was a request for a certificate of appropriateness Um, to add two decks, one at the rear of the building, one at the second story front elevation. Um, The application was continued at that meeting to be heard at this meeting. I reached out to the applicant last week. They did not have drawings prepared for this meeting. They asked for the agenda item to be continued to the July meeting, to be heard at the July 21st regular HPC meeting. So there's nothing further to present tonight as far as updated designs. Um, So that's why there's there's no staff report before you tonight.
0: Thank you. Are there any questions on that uh, update from Planner East?
2: Yes, I would just make a comment that I think the minutes from the May meeting should be provided well in advance of our next July meeting, because they definitely should reflect the commentary that we as the commission had about this particular project. Thank you. Thank you, Chair, Vice-Chair. Any other
0: questions? I do. Okay, this is specifically about what Adam has just updated us for the project at 660 Bridgeway.
3: Um, <clears throat> point number one is I'd like to re- recognize that <clears throat> there was a lot of discussion about a canopy. I don't think it was a canopy. We can't
0: discuss this. It's. There's not a a project in front of us. Uh, Then
3: I will make the following comment. We are being ham sandwiched on 660. And I find it very irregular and not good business to have made these continuous changes that have altered the basic historical and determination that we made several uh, months ago.
0: So commissioners, I'd like to really have us be very conscious of us making statements about the project when it's not before us that may, in the most extreme conditions, require that we recuse ourselves because we've stated an opinion. So I think that's very important to remember here. I'm cautioning you.
3: I'm ready to recuse myself. I should have last night.
0: Okay, the project is not in front of us tonight.
3: What we're hearing- We've just brought it up.
0: What's before us tonight is consideration of the applicant's request that they not be heard this evening and they be heard at the next meeting because they didn't have time to correct their project. That's all we're talking about here.
3: I think we're talking about a process. And and I think we can talk about it, the, proce- the process or the procedure, but be that, if that is, if that is your determination, I, I will listen to it. I, agree, I will not agree with it um, and let us go on from there.
1: Chair, I just, if I may, for the record, I wanted to clarify that 660 Bridgeway was not heard. It, it's not the same agenda item that was heard at last night's HPC meeting. Those are two separate applications, I believe.
3: Right. 660.
1: 660 Bridgeway is the Barrel House restaurant.
3: I, I was under the, I beg everybody's apology. I was under the impression that we were talking about um, the um, Br- Sausalito
0: Hotel, the Sausalito Pardon? Hotel. Yeah. No, this is, um, this is the Barrel House project that we did discuss as noted last May. I'm sorry so,
3: it was not so identified.
0: That's that's okay, that's why I was just wanting us to be careful about what we were saying. Um, Okay, so any other question about the barrel house at 660 Bridgeway, what we've just heard from staff? If not, I'd like to open it up to public comment. Since, Since this project is noted on an agenda, we must take public comment. So Adam, if you would check and see if anybody wants to speak about this, we can let them make their comments.
1: I don't see any hands raised at this time, Chair.
0: Okay, thank you. So at this time, I'd like to ask the commissioners, um, I believe we need to take an action on this or do we just need to, I think we need to take an action to formally continue this to the next meeting as been requested from the um, applicant. So, So I'll make a motion that we continue this project at 660 Bridgeway to our next meeting in July at the request of the applicant. That would be uh, July 21st, at which time it will be noticed and um, heard at that time. Second. Thank you. Is there uh, any discussion? Okay, Adam, can you take the roll, please?
1: Commissioner Berkowitz? Agree. Vice Chair Newman. Yes. Chair Nichols.
0: Yes. Thank you, Adam. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Moving on to item 5B. This is a project at 21 Atwood. And I'd like to see if we have a brief, uh, well, I'm not limiting anything, a, a <laughs> staff report from our planner, Adam East, and then we'll hear from the applicant.
1: Thank you, Chair Nichols. I do have a brief staff report and we do have the applicant on the line as well. um, So they may be able to provide some additional information um, if I leave out some important info. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. And are you seeing um, my presentation here?
0: We're seeing, it looks like... um... Oh, email. Yeah, email.
1: Like I said, too many screens up here.
0: I can imagine. Okay. That looks like you got it there. If you can just maximize it so your notes are on on the side.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you seeing the full screen here, Chair? Are you still seeing the notes? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'll just go with the... Um...
0: you know maybe because you have so many windows open is that why it's having a hard time loading
1: that could be sorry about that all right Okay, are you still seeing the notes page? I don't understand.
0: No, Let's but see. we're not getting a full screen. But um, if we if, can the commissioners see this? Yes. Okay, it's not Optima. I'm,
1: I'm going to try one more thing. Sorry, I've got this okay. saved as a PDF. All right. <clears throat> Okay.
0: There you go, thank you.
1: Fantastic. Okay, thank you Chair Nichols and commissioners. Uh, the request before you tonight at 21 Atwood Ave is for a historic resource determination. That is project ID number Two Thousand Twenty Two Thirty Four. 34 And as I mentioned, this property <laughs> is located on Atwood Avenue. You can see here in the site location photo, it's an irregularly shaped parcel near the corner of North Street and Atwood Avenue. The HRE or the HRD packet was prepared by Hannah Simonson who was on the call tonight on behalf of uh, the new owner, Mr. Leo Chow. And this request was submitted to the department towards the end of February. And the application includes uh, site photos, permit history, owner occupant history, as well as the references that were submitted um, with the HRD. This property is not listed on the uh, local register of historic places. It's not located within the downtown downtown historic district. The applicant is requesting the HPC review the application materials and determine that the property does not qualify as a historic resource according to um, the findings. I've included a slide with a bit of information about the structure. It is a single family residence that was constructed in 1949. with the certificate of occupancy in 1950. The structure was built by contractors Bernhardt Construction Company. No architect has been identified for this structure. Um, the applicant also included in the report that they could not find any um, notable structures constructed by this construction company and it's not likely that they were a master builder um, and it's more likely that they were a local builder at that time. It is a two-story tiered residence on a steeply sloped site with an attached front carport. And it's a mid-century modern style home with a rectangular footprint um, with wood clappered siding. And it features a flat roof with overhanging eaves that have exposed rafter tails and wood fascia. These are some additional photos provided by the applicant. Um, there have been some photos that show that the, interior, the, the site has been vacant for I believe the last year, Um, year to two years, and it looks like from the photos that the interior of the structure has been um, stripped down to a lot of the framing. These are a few of the neighboring structures that were included as part of uh, the application. The block contains residential buildings um, ranging from two to three stories in height, all located on steep slopes, so they all have that similar, or many of them have that similar um, tiered style that the home at 21 Atwood has as well. So with the exception of one building on the block, all are single family residences. And the typologies include a bungalow, a Spanish colonial revival style, which you can see here, mid-century modern and contemporary residences that were built mid-century, but many have been remodeled in the last few years as well. So that's what you're seeing in some of these photos. Uh, This page includes some of those structures that were built mid-century, but have recently been remodeled, including 26 Atwood here and 22 Atwood. Um, With the permit history, the applicant has included the following. In 1969, a sunshade was added, which you can see in one of the photos that was included. Um, A lot split application from 1962, 1956, um, in addition with the living room and kitchen and added a new bathroom. Uh, 1950, a maid room and bath was added, approximate size 13 by 17, and the residence was constructed, as mentioned, in 1950. So these are the past residents and owners that are listed in the application. The original owner is Mr. and Mrs. Lent. Um, 1950 to 1964, Mr. and Mrs. Cowan. 1964 to 1974, Mr. and Mrs. Knutson. 1974 to 21, Mrs. Knutsen. and from 2021 to 22, these are nearby homeowners, uh, Mr. Peter Brosig and Mrs. Jane Hook, and most recently, Mr. Leo Chow has purchased the building. So according to the applicant's research, um, the structure is not associated with significant events in history, and we do concur and recommend a finding of no significance. Uh, we also concur that The structure is not associated with people in history and recommend a finding of no significance. Um, And we also concur with their findings and analysis that the structure is not uh, the work of any prominent creative individuals, nor is it emblematic of any particular style or era. So we concur that the applicant does not meet the findings to be determined as a historic resource and recommend a finding of no significance. Thanks.
0: Does that conclude your report, Adam? That
1: that does conclude the report, yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Do the commissioners have any questions of Adam on the report? We will be hearing from the applicant, but anything on the report, the information you've just heard?
2: No questions.
0: Thank you, David. Nate, any questions for
2: Adam? No questions.
0: Thank you. So at this time, we would invite the applicant and or their team. You'll have 15 minutes. Um, do you have a clock there, Adam? Or are you? Do you have access to that?
1: I do have a clock. I can go ahead and get that started.
0: Okay. Um, it's customary that if we interrupt you or ask questions, you will have the clock frozen. So we'll give you your uh, full time. Um, I We're not as rigid as sometimes um meetings are, so we invite you to come and present. And um, that will include your whole team though. So that would be the architect, the applicant, owner, um, whoever you have that you'd like to speak. That's 15 minutes for the team. So if someone will indicate who that might be or who will start off, Adam can unmute them and you can start your presentation.
4: Okay, that would be me. Hi,
0: Mr. Chow
4: hi there chair nichols commissioners um thank you very much for your time tonight uh, considering our application uh my name is leo chow and with my wife julia we are the owners now of 21 atwood uh, it's been a long path for us to get here we've uh had a long-held dream of uh moving to sausalito and becoming a part of the community and it's taken us about three and a half years of searching to, to find this property. And so we're very extreme, very happy to have closed on the property back in uh, the end of March. Um, I just wanna say that my appreciation for the work of the commission really in part grows from my own personal experiences. I am an architect um, and over the years, I've had the good fortune to work on a number of renovations and rehabilitation projects of really wonderfully interesting uh, and beautiful structures in San Francisco. Uh, in addition, I am a board member of SF Heritage uh, where our mission is to preserve and enhance San Francisco's unique cultural and architectural heritage. And so I very much believe that the work uh, all of you do on this uh, is of the same, uh, has the same purpose. Um, as, as far as the house um, itself. <clears throat> um, when we first started looking at it, we thought it was important to perform a number of studies as part of our due diligence, and also so we could understand the parameters of any work or any design that we might need to undertake uh, for the home. As you've seen, it's, it's in quite a state of disrepair. So we uh, hired uh, Herzog engineers to perform a full geotechnical analysis for us. Um, We very much appreciated that they have extensive familiarity with the site and actually worked on a number of the properties that were in Planner East's report. We also brought in another architect, a structural engineer, three separate builders to help us evaluate the condition of the existing foundations and framing. And I think the the consensus that they are developing is that uh, there has been some creep on the hillside Uh, We have a fair amount of expansive soils, and there is a great deal of mold and dry rot in the framing, and it appears that um, we will likely need to replace all of the structure. Um, We did engage uh, Page and Turnbull as preservation architects to help us with the historic resource report. Uh, They're longtime collaborators, collaborators, and so it's a pleasure to have them on the team. I think at this point, probably I'll I'll turn it over to Hannah, Uh, we're happy to answer any questions you have, um, including if you're interested in how uh, or if it would be helpful how the building came to be in this state that it is at this point.
0: So thank you very much. I think you're a very well informed. um, Property owner, and it sounds like you've looked at all of your uh, different areas to determine this. So I appreciate that. Um, Let's hear from Hannah. Now that's great. Mm -hmm. Always appreciate Paige and Turnbull. Thank you, Hannah. uh, Are you on? You're able to unmute
5: or whatever. Yeah. Can you all hear me?
0: Yeah, we can. Okay. Okay, great.
5: great. And if possible, I'm going to share my screen.
1: You have been given ability to share. Go ahead.
5: Okay, great. Um, Can you see my slides right now? We can. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um, well, thanks to um, Planner East for a, a great summary of the report and research that we prepared. So this is a, a few slides. We don't want to, you know, be too redundant, but just wanted to go over a, you know, a few additional points. And of course, we're happy to answer questions at the end. Um, so again, just at, at a high level summary. Um, this building was completed in 1950. Um, the Um, notice of completion was submitted by Bernhardt Construction Company, a contractor um, that was based in San Francisco. Um, There were a number of alterations that are documented in the building permit history that's included in our report, and um, there was a a good summary of those, and we just have a few additional images to kind of help um, uh, illustrate where those alterations have been. The maids room and bath addition, pretty early in the building's history, was at this uh, lower level, kind of back into the hillside. Um, There is uh, an open rear platform at the back of the house that was um, enclosed um, over time, Uh, first partially enclosed and then eventually fully enclosed. I'll show a photo of that. Mm -hmm. Um, This projecting kind of shade structure was added in 1969, and that kind of wraps around the house. Um, And the interiors have um, been gutted um, prior to Leo's ownership um, due to some severe deterioration. And um, there are a few windows and um, panes that are missing. You can see kind of the plywood covering those there. And we do believe that there was likely some kind of railing at this upper porch that's been removed. Um, so this is a, a photo of the rear of the house. You can see from the Sandborn map, this was an, an open wood platform at the back. Um, if this view of the interior, you can kind of see that wood platform. It would have been flush with this patio at some point, but it's kind of sunken over time. Um, and so this, this space would have been exterior originally, but was um, enclosed. And um, just a a few additional images. You can see some of the the interior features have been removed due to this deterioration. Um, This is an added structure at the rear, I think just for storage, but um, obviously the walls have been removed. Um, And just a few other photos of that. So you can see some of the window framing is still there, but some of the glass has been, um, has uh, broken or, or been removed over time um so i think adam gave a very good summary um of of the the findings so um our finding would be that this property does not um qualify as a historic resource for the reasons that were summarized previously um i think that you know we just wanted to um emphasize that we did um go beyond just the building permit history that was available and did dig in pretty deep to try to make sure um, we looked to see if we could identify an architect, even though there wasn't one in the the building permit history. So we searched um, newspapers, uh, trade journals, uh, uh, many other sources that could have potentially had that information and didn't identify an architect. So the um, Bernhardt Construction Company, we looked into that firm as well and identified one other house that they built in San Francisco, but no other structures attributed to them. Um, So, you know, thus far they haven't been identified as a a master builder and don't appear to rise to that level, which is how we kind of came to our conclusion. So um, I think those are kind of the only points I wanted to touch on. I think there was already a great summary. So with that, I think we're just happy to answer any questions the commissioners might have.
0: Thank you, Hannah. Commissioners, do we have any questions of Hannah and her update report?
3: None.
2: Okay. Welcome, thank you. Neighbor. <laughs>
0: um, Vice Chair, any questions?
2: No, I don't, thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. So let's uh, take public comment at this time. Uh, is there anyone that like, would like to comment on the project and the information we've heard thus far? Give you a second or so to raise your hand. Adam, I see no takers, is that correct?
1: That's correct, Chair, I'm not seeing any hands raised.
0: Okay, thank you. So we're gonna close public comment on this um, item right now and bring it to the commissioners for deliberation. Um, Would anybody like to start?
2: I move we yeah I move we accept the recommendation that this is not a historic resource uh, based on the, what the staff has presented and the individual's uh, ownership and the consultant has presented
0: okay is there a second
3: I'll second that
0: all right any discussion um, I would just like to I'll add these comments after the motion. They don't affect our action. Um, Adam, could you take the roll, please?
1: Vice Chair Newman? Yes. Commissioner Berkowitz? Yes. Chair Nichols?
0: Yes. And I'd like to just caveat that um, the yes is based on the findings that were required to be made, and I could make all of them as notated in the staff report. Um, And I also just wanted to say that there's a Gardner Daily on Atwood, and I can't remember if it's at 25 or 33, just to let the applicant know. And also, I found it interesting in the research that Mr. Cohen, it looked like the second owner, tangled with our own Sally Stanford, who was running for public office under one of her real names, Marcia Owen at that time. So it uh, looks like maybe Marcia Owen um, had him down as an, an endorser, and he certainly didn't agree with that. So that was kind of a fun little news thing that you discovered. So thank you very much. Um, you have received um, our agreement that uh, there is not historical significance here, and you're on to your next step with our Planning Commission. Congratulations.
4: Terrific. Thank you very much, Commissioners. Appreciate it. You're your welcome. Mind. You're welcome.
0: Good luck on your project. Thank you. Okay. Our next item of business um, is 5C, which is 100 Humboldt. And I think Adam is going to be giving us a staff report on that as well.
1: That's correct, Chair. And I'm just going to stay with the PDFs for presentations. That seems to be working the best right now. (laughs) Okay, are you seeing my screen? Yes. Fantastic. So this is another request for a historic resource determination at 100 Humboldt Ave. It is the Sausalito Yacht Club building and project ID number 2022-108. The site location, um, again, it's on Humboldt Avenue, but you can see it faces the bay on three sides um, to the north, south, and to the east. the packet was prepared by preservation architect and historic resources consultant mark holbert on behalf of the owner sausalito yacht club Um, and the application was submitted to the city on april 12th of 22 and includes the application site photos and graphics a narrative of the development history which we'll talk a little bit about (coughs) and then references as well Um, so again similar to the last request this property is not individually designated as a historic structure, it's not located in the downtown historic overlay district and the applicant is requesting that the HPC review the application materials and determine that the property does not qualify as a historic resource according to the findings. So this is a bit bit of information about the structure. Again, it's the Sausalito Yacht Club building, which was constructed for the Yacht Club uh, between the years 1957 and 1960 and the building opened in 1960. It was designed by principal architect Theodore, I don't want to mispronounce this name, but it will say Theodore Bootme, uh, with consulting architect George Cosmec, engineer John Brown, and contractor H.D. Gray. Um, the original building floor plan was seven bays by five bays deep and measured 77 feet by 40 feet deep. Um, and the primary characteristics, which you can see down below, were these seven conjoined barrel vaulted roof bays oriented east-west and comprising that roof form 77 feet wide by 56 feet deep. <clears throat> the four walls consisted of arch bays and filled with solid wood frame and wood clad walls or window and door walls and a paired set of entry doors. So this is an aerial photo on the right here that shows uh, shows a bit of the alterations which the applicant has referred to in their application. The photo from the left is from a publication that the, applica- the applicant included. Uh, from 1962. It's from the publication Architectural Record. And this shows the building in its original form. Um, Some modifications have been made since that date of 1962. So the applicant mentioned that they had a difficult time finding actual permit history, but they were able to find other references about projects that have taken place over time. Um, So those would include expansion plans were approved and realized by the mid 1970s Uh, details were not found but the addition of an eighth bay was approved by city council in 1974 and the applicant asserts that it's likely that the entry east side and kitchen additions date to that same time period there was another formal approval followed in 1994 when the fixed deck area was added to the east side of the pier Um, and to summarize the applicant states and their conclusion To an extent, the original building is a thing of the past and is not really understood without background documentation. While the original roof remains, the exterior has otherwise been substantially added to and altered. Um, Those additions include the eighth barrel vaulted bay at the northwest side. Two of the original seven window wall bays at the east side were removed and expanded with the addition of another window bay at at each. Um, The original entry was lost when the entry bridge was enclosed. Service areas to the left of the entry have also been enclosed and based upon photographic evidence, it appears the, wood, the original wood siding has been replaced with wood shingles. Um, windows and doors additionally of most of the exterior have been altered and replaced. These were additional photos included by the applicant. Um, sorry, I'm just getting an applicant uh, joining the meeting here. Um, this is a view of the Yacht Club from the Southwest with the ferry landing um, in between there. Um, The south end of the southwest side you can see here a photo of the northeast side of the building and of the northwest side of the building. So the applicant in their report state that no individual historic events or patterns of historic events are associated with the Yacht Club building or location. Um, Additionally they state that while many Persons have been associated with the Yacht Club. There is no one or small number of persons that are individually outstanding (laughs) as it relates to those criteria. Um, They also add regarding the uh, condition of the structure that while the original building was good and interesting, um, modern design and construction, the original design has been diminished by the overall extent of additions and alterations. Additionally, the report adds that the building lacks distinction and is not the work of an identifiable master architect or builder. Um, They also add that it's not yielded and is not likely to yield additional information on any historical importance um, regarding prehistory. So the the applicant requests and staff recommends um, that the commission review the information presented and determine whether or not the property qualifies as a historic resource according to the criteria. And that concludes the staff report.
0: Thank you, Adam. Commissioners, any questions for Adam on this report? And for me. Okay, thank you, Chair, Vice-Chair. Nate, any none. questions? Okay, great. Um, I have none at this time. So let's hear from the applicant. I have some comments when we get down, but I'll hold those for after hearing from the applicant.
1: Thank you, Chair, I believe we've got uh, Mark Holbert on who was the packet preparer. And we also have Mr. Jeff Butler, who is a representative of the applicant as well, if they would like to speak at this time.
0: So again, I think, I don't know if you're in the room, we, you have, your team has 15 minutes. Um, you can go over your, the re-staff report or you can add to it or uh, ask for questions, whatever you'd like, but combined you'll have 15 minutes for your team. <clears throat> So I don't know
6: who would like to start. Uh, My name is Jeff Butler. I'm the architect for the Yacht Club and I'll get started just to explain why we're here this evening and why um, uh, Mark Colbert's presentation is important. Um, The the Yacht Club would like to, um, well, their project is a three-fold project. The first one is to remodel the existing commercial kitchen Uh, which is quite outdated. Two, there's an area underneath the blue awnings that is, I'd say 50% 50 enclosed already. And they would like to formalize the enclosure of that area to support the kitchen services. And three, uh, we would like to, provide a new wider ramp to the junior sailing dock so that the sailing team can move boats on and off that junior sailing dock to the parking lot to trailers as they go to various regattas. And therefore this addition of um, uh, warranted um, historic review in addition to the fact that the building, um, excuse me, is um, yeah, more than 50 years old. So I'm gonna let Mark take over, but uh, the impetus of the project is this uh, this addition to the club.
7: Thank you. Greetings over there. This is Mark Holbert, preservation architect and glad to be here with you guys. And, and thanks to staff for that nice general summary, very clear. I think he kind of went through the whole gamut of issues as a matter of fact, so um, I could, delve in detail but i don't think i don't think i will I, I'll, I'll ponder any questions you might have but I, you know i will say uh, the project i you know i'm not aware of the project i mean that's not my thing i'm here to help sort out whether this is or is not an historic resource i will say from at the get-go i kind of made an assumption that i would lean in that direction just based on the general understanding of this of, well a good understanding of Sausalito, but i general understanding of this building, and I have done a great deal of um, modern resources. Um, and so I, I felt, based on what I first saw, that there was going to be a, a affirmative finding. And in fact, my proposal to the club was, you know, basically that I was going to confirm um, historic significance. So I was rather surprised as I got into the nitty-gritty of the you know, here it is, it's the, the extent of change of this building, it's, 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 it's remarkable how much change has happened to this little building. It, there's, there's so little there that is original. And what has changed has been um, less than carefully done often, right? I mean, I get it from the interior perspective that they're gathering some space in the building here and there. But I mean, it took a resource, uh, you know, a ni- circa 1960 resource that had this really clear modern party, just a really clear modern party and, and you know, symmetry in both directions and this kind of inside outside. It was just, you know, if, if that building were still there, we wouldn't, we would be advocating. I'd be advocating, but I'm not because, I, and I did a lot of homework on this. Um, to try and understand it. And it's interesting to begin with, but um, it, needed, it needed a lot of uh, understanding, I think. And, and one of the difficulties of this process was that there aren't any permit records. So we, there was no benefit of detailed permit records. And, and we put a good deal of effort into outreach to the city. I spent, this is during COVID time, but I spent time there. Working through records is trying to find because it all kind of swamps into the harbor. Um, but there was very little, so you know the documentation. I really scratched up what I could, and I think I, you know, I, I reread the report today. I thought it was a fairly thorough analysis, and and I, I think I, unless you have really, I guess I'll just turn to questions. I don't, I don't know where you would want me to focus necessarily. And I, I just don't want to ramble. I know you've got, you've got busyness, so.
0: Thank you, Mark. Good to hear from you. Commissioners, any qu- any questions from either the um, architect proponent or the historical resource uh, evaluator, estimator, analyzer? Sorry, Mark.
7: <laughs> it's OK, all of the above. All,
0: all right. of the above, yeah, all the functions. Um, any questions then for either of those um, before we take public comment? <clears throat>
3: I remember pounding, this is Nate Berkowitz. I remember pounding nails in the original decking <laughs> that was probably put on uh, wooden pilings. So I can add that, and that occurred in, I would guess 1950s, probably 58. Because I was crewing on a bear boat It was built down the street a little ways and the owner of the boat convinced me that I should come over and do some work on the yacht club. Um, but what I'm br- trying to bring out is that what I remember of this in the when it was early construction was that this was wooden pilings that probably had been laid by the same device, it's still laying pilings in the uh, harbor. And I can't tell you that I remember much about the clubhouse, but it wasn't very elegant and it wasn't very big. And so there was a continual um, construction going on. And when the... Cement pilings were put in, I don't know, but I think that's an important date to substantiate a lot of what has been said to date.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Berkowitz for that um, institutional memory. Vice Chair Chair Newman, do you have any comments or questions? Before we take public public comment, I wanna give you a chance.
2: I think Mark summarized the impression that I had when I first heard that this was going to be a project for us and uh, knew a bit about the history of of its original design. I think what Mark just said summarizes what we as a commission should be concerned with, which is the incremental changes that are made to substantial structures in our community. Uh, And I think that the city should take note, including uh, community development, in terms of allowing uh, these incremental changes that have occurred, which basically destroyed what was a significant structure when it was first designed and built. And that's the most important lesson I take away from this. And I agree with what Mark's summary is which it you know is to a point where it's no longer what it was and um, hopefully uh, Mr. Butler and his designs will improve what's there today because uh, frankly being a frequent ferry user it's very disappointing to walk by what's called the Sausalito Yacht Club and think of it as our community Yacht Club and think of the history of the yacht clubs that have been here, including the San Francisco Yacht Club, uh, which we all know moved uh, over to Tiburon. And um, I would hope that Mr. Butler would take that in mind when he's working with the client and doing the design that's gonna come forward to the planning commission at some point in time. To hopefully even restore some of the sense of what was there originally, uh, as well as improve it for uh, contemporary use. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, um, I just have to say to Mark, you know, sometimes you know I don't agree on these things, but uh, in this particular case, I agree with your assessment. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Vice Chair. I would uh, agree with both of the um, commissioners. And I'd just like to add that this is unfortunate. Um, Not all these structures uh, that we have in town are, you know, I wouldn't say that they necessarily are vernacular, but not all of them are spectacular. But some of them are community spaces um, that things have happened at over the years. I believe when I heard the date 1974 for the addition, um, I think it was the the kitchen area, Uh, not to disparage anybody, but that was when our previously mentioned mayor, Sally Stanford, was in power. And that's when the Valhalla also got an addition of a deck. So um, some of these things, I don't think we're always going to find building permits for in that era. In fact, I can tell you, I know we won't. Um, it is unfortunate, though, that that has occurred because I think we've lost some um, community spaces. That being said, I do agree with um, Mr. Um, Holberg's uh, Holbert's assessment that this is lost. Um, it's really lost itself over all these changes. Um, I know we can't dictate what happens. Um, I know there's also a lot of work being done down there. We, we heard a... Presentation after our meeting last night on the ferry landing improvements, and I just hope that everybody is sort of coordinating on all this because there's going to be a lot of intense activity at that all those spaces soon. So that needs to be uh, considered. Um, but I can make the findings, and I and and I don't always agree with Mark either. Um, I'm very saddened that we don't have a more robust list. Um, Again, not everything has to be pristine and by the new term an architect of merit versus master architect. But uh, some of these things were created in our community. They're valuable community spaces and have a lot of activity. Um, I'm hoping that we find ways to um, legitimately uh, preserve some of these as cultural um, additions to our Sausalito Society. So, um, I'm prepared to make the findings. I'm wondering if there's a motion out there, um, to, uh, take an action on this item, 100, 100, um, Humboldt, excuse me.
2: So moved.
0: Thank you, chair, vice chair. Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Nate. And thanks for the story about (laughs) your past experience. Um, Maritime experience. Adam, can you call the roll, please?
1: Commissioner Berkowitz? Yes. Vice Chair Newman? Yes. And Chair Nichols?
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: Thank
6: you.
0: Motion carries. Adam, do you want to?
6: Thank you very much.
0: State that. Thank you very much. Good luck on your project. Okay, moving on to 5D. This project is at 120 Filbert. Um, Following the pattern we've had this evening, I expect a little update from our planner, Adam East. And um, you have the floor, Adam. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you, Chair. I will once again provide a brief overview of the requests before you tonight for 120 Filbert Street. Just give me one moment here. <clears throat> okay it is another historic resource determination request at 120 filbert ave project id 202286. <clears> 86 this property is located at the corner of filbert avenue and filbert court you can kind of see filbert court here and although the address is on filbert avenue um, the front of the residence is located along filbert court which the applicant indicates in their Application. The HRE was prepared by architects Daniel Weaver and Robert Crum of 361 Degrees Architecture and they are on the call tonight if there are any questions after this presentation. On behalf of owners, Mr. and Mrs. Allen, uh, the request was submitted to the CDD department May 10th and the application includes uh, site photos, permit history, owner and occupant history as well as additional references. Um, Similar to the other two requests, this property is not individually listed as a historic resource. It is not located in the historic overlay district, and the applicant is requesting that the HPC review the application materials and determine that the property does not qualify as a historic resource, according to the findings. This is a single-family residence originally built in 1915, and then the applicant, based upon their research, thinks that this property or the building itself was likely relocated to the current parcel between the 1930s to the 1940s. If you look at the Sanborn map down to the bottom right, uh, this is a 1915 Sandborn map. And that little rectangle towards the bottom right of the larger red rectangle is the current parcel configuration, which in the 1915 Sandborn map shows a shed. Um, so although records say that the property was built in 1915, it's likely that the structure was moved from another portion of the parcel to the current parcel at the corner of Filbert Avenue and Filbert Court. And the applicant states that uh, the current building shows up in the uh, 1945 Sanborn map, I believe. The structure was likely built by B.T. Madden, AKA Burnett T. Madden. And based upon the research, um, they believe that this applicant or this um, builder also constructed 409 to 411 Napa Street, um, who is noted for moving another structure to that parcel. Uh, Per the applicant, three significant remodels have taken place over time that have affected the exterior appearance of the structure and its configuration. And the house is cladded with a mix of wood shake shingles and T111 siding and also has a mix of vinyl and aluminum windows. And based upon um, more recent renovations, the interior has been totally renovated and is contemporary in style on both the first and second levels. These are additional photos provided by the applicant showing the character of the structure. These are some photos of the neighboring buildings. The house is located in the Newtown neighborhood. The adjacent homes are wood-framed and cladded with wood shake, wood siding, and stucco. The only non-residential structure in the area is the Sausalito Christian Fellowship Church. Otherwise, it is a predominantly residential area. These are some additional photos of the structures in the neighborhood. The applicant has included permit history, um, which includes the following. Again, they've referenced three major renovations, which we've included some additional information for, and I think that they will have some further explanation for those two. But this is a brief summary of that permit history um, going back to 1961. So in 2021, improvements to the foundation and a sewer lateral replacement a re-roofing in 2006, electrical permits in 2002, a small 48 square foot addition on the existing roof deck at the second floor, um, including four new windows and door to the roof deck. Um, Some plumbing and electrical work in 1989, also an addition of 176 square foot to the single family residence with an interior remodel in 1989. Um, And then some remodeling in 1988, and then 1987, there was a larger project to replace the garage for because uh, it was rotted. And there was a new floor that was poured into the garage as well. And 1961, although no written description was found, there was a rough drawing of first and second floor plan. And the applicant notes that the footprint and configuration of the house were smaller. So I've included this slide per the applicant's request, and they might be able to provide a bit more description on what you're looking at, but um, the photo on the left shows one of the um, renovations. I believe this is from 1989, where this portion here, if you can see my cursor, was added to the second story roof deck. Um, So that's this portion here on the end of the house. And the applicant included a long list of previous residents and owners, so I did not include the full list out of uh, fear of being redundant Um, but their summary was that the property is not associated with the life or lives of prominent people in history and according to their research the structure was not associated with significant events in history um, nor was it associated with prominent people in history and they believe that based on their professional analysis the structure is not the work of any prominent creative individuals nor is it emblematic of a particular style or era and it's unlikely to yield any significant importance in prehistory or history. Um, So the recommendation is um, staff recommends the commission review the information presented and determine whether or not the property qualifies as a historic resource according to the findings. And that concludes the presentation.
0: Thank you, Adam. Commissioners, any questions for Adam on the staff report?
2: No, I don't have any. Thank you. Okay. Thank I you.
0: Have done. Okay, I do have one question, Adam, did the applicant provide any other photos of uh, the actual stru- structure in its current state, I found what was in the um, report unless I missed something, you know, I saw a view down the, the down the street, but I didn't see anything called out specifically is that being the structure. And I think that when we look at these in the future, or even particularly in this case, the building in question needs to be noted. And that helps establish when there's narrative about what's around it. Um, I have some question and it's just conjecture, mm-hmm. um, not having fully studied the Sanborn maps, but there were par- there were properties uh, or structures moved from, uh, Pine Point for the building of the Marin ship. Some of uh, them are in this filbert area. So are we, did we explore the idea that um, this move um, which was noted that was done most likely by Mr. Madden was uh, moving the structure from one part of the parcel to the other. Um, That would be the only thing I would be uh, curious about. And then when um, you know, when I'm told without specific sort of a list, and maybe the applicant can go through this. Actually, I'll hold this for the applicant. (laughs) Um, I just need a little more information, but I think it's here. I think it's just a couple of questions or two can tease it out.
1: Thanks, Chair, and I think the applicant can likely answer a lot of those questions. To your question about, did they include additional photos of the structure? They did. It was included as an attachment, and I'd be happy to share my screen of those photos. Um, there, There were a few attachments, so i apologize if i didn't include it um otherwise it's possible that it got buried on in the other ones but um they did include a pdf with um at least one one page of multiple photos of the structure as well as some other um site plans too okay maybe
2: could, could could chair could i offer the fact that i do frequent walks along this area i know where this house is i've seen it probably 50 times so um And it does look like a relocated house that was put up on an additional foundation and additional living space, a lot like others are in this general area, including where I live on Spring Street. (coughs) And uh, yes, I know this house, I know exactly where it is. And uh, I've seen that neighborhood a number of times.
0: Okay, what I'm more concerned about is what's in the record. So I'm trying to make sure that what stays with this record is a fairly good photographic documentation. And maybe um, before we get that far, Adam, if you could put up these photos. If not, I'll ask the applicant.
1: Let me know if you're seeing some of these right now. Yes. Yeah. So the, these were photos that were included as a separate PDF attachment. I um, did.
0: I, I did see these, but they don't, you know they're they're so close up that they don't oh. give me any perspective about okay. this house and its relationship to the neighborhood I see. so that's what I'm having trouble with uh, we've had another example this evening of a different style of report that made it very clear about how, how that structure looked from the different areas and I and I just it was hard for me to determine that here so we can we can talk to the applicant I'm happy to bring them up
8: sure is it okay if I Speak now.
0: I think Adam's going to invite you up. <laughs> you've been you've been on camera for a long time and been unmuted. So you're going to get your opportunity. Just one second.
1: <laughs> so, Chair, we do have um, the applicant. Rob Crum is one of the architects on the project. And I believe Eric, who's on the call, is a builder as well.
0: Okay, great. So uh, to your team. Sounds like two people might want to be speaking. You'll have 15 minutes as the other applicants have had. And you can either augment Adam's um, report or you can respond if you want to a couple of the questions or issues we've raised or go over your report again, whatever you'd like, it's your 15 minutes. So you have the floor.
8: Okay, well, great. Hi, my name is uh, Rob Crum with 361 Architecture. I have been involved in this project for um, many months. We, just to uh, note right now, uh, the project is currently undergoing a foundation improvement repair uh, as um, what we're working on now. And the owners, uh, Robert and Deborah Allen are, uh, would like to remodel the facade as well as the interior of the house. So this project is, Uh, this historic evaluation is a precursor to the project, you know, moving forward to the planning commission in pursuit of a design review permit. So that's, that's why we're here to have you guys review the project. And in order, you know, hopefully in order to to have make those alterations to the property. Um, So just a quick kind of um, summary, I mean, we've, We have been working on this project for a long time. There's been a lot of homework, a lot of research, and it's been interesting um, in discovering uh, all of the history and a little bit of detective work along the way, and a lot of permit history research as well, um, as well as um, contact getting lots of great maps and resources from the Marin um, uh, County Library. So that's been really helpful. Eric, um, I don't know if you wanted to introduce yourself. Eric is the, the builder of the project. Uh, he represents um, the project manager. Eric, are you able to introduce yourself or are you not able to hear? I don't know if he can quite hear, um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, he's currently working on the foundation repair right now. So some improvements, um, but yes, thank you. Um, Adam, for, for going over all of that information and you did a great job in, in showing um, you know, what we've worked on so far. Um, I apologize for um, the photo page. I would be happy to share my screen um, if that's okay.
0: Yeah. If you have anything in, in addition, we'd be happy to see it.
8: Okay, great. Well, well I, you...
0: think he, I think Adam has to give, you, give okay. you the permission and then you can start. Is that right, Adam? Can you?
1: That's correct. And you, you should be good to go, Rob. Okay, okay.
0: Great. terrific. thank
1: just,
8: you. Oh if it's not allow me to do it here
0: It might take a second
8: okay. desktop one says open screen preferences hmm I don't know why it's not working and I apologize for that okay
0: it's all right it's all right
8: um gee, not able to. Um, Adam, if you're able to open up that first picture, that first PDF with the photos of the the property again, because I was just going to show that and point out we have um, that key map um, there to hopefully give some context to photos around the building. Did uh, you mean, Rob, the one that I just had open? Of yeah, the- that one. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then also there's another one um, from the report that I hope will help clarify Vicki's um, Vicky's questions about that. Okay. So if you're able to zoom out on that, that picture page there, that would be helpful. Okay, so I hope, yeah, if you're able to maybe, I have little uh, photos, little keys here, noting the um, location where I've taken the photos. Um, hopefully that that helps as well as a, a, a um, little aerial photo, two aerial photos down below where it um, have an overall if you're able to maybe zoom into that first one the aerial photo number one that'll help I think give some context to the neighborhood um for everybody um and I'd circle. So,
0: so it's more about the you know that's an overhead when I'm when I'm thinking of if you might have this is I'm okay. looking at you know, snapshots of actual almost elevation photographs of what you're narrating around it.
8: Oh, sure. Um,
0: Sort of at streetscape levels to give the context of what you're describing in the building. I don't want to belabor that, but I I didn't get any sense of that from the photos I saw. So I'm just curious if you have that.
8: Well, um, in addition to the photos I have there, we have um, actual drawing elevations, which are part of that attachment. Adam, are you able to um, bring that we up? Can't,
0: we can't use that because that's, a, no. that's like a planning document. We're, what we're no. looking okay. at is we're evaluating the structure as it is. So that's why the photographs are important.
8: Oh, OK. Um, sure. Um,
0: you may not have them. It's OK. We, you I, know, we still. Yeah, it's it all right.
8: Because if you don't. Um, Find those photos helpful. I tried to go around the building and, and do that for you. Uh, and it
0: may it may just be me, so the others may be fine. So
8: okay, uh, we
0: we can carry on. It's not. Happy a- just
8: apply more later on. Um, so if you, uh, just to add on to what um what where we're at here, so um it was interesting um in when I first started doing the research on the project um, uh, the assessors records do show uh, that the house was uh, built in 1915. So it's 107 years old. Um, but that first Sandmore map that I was able to locate, um, it only shows up first from the 1919 map as a little shed. So it really gave some, an idea of, oh, you know, we've got to do some research here and why isn't this showing up, you know, in any of the maps. Um, so, um, we did a lot of research. Um, um, we started out, um, First of all, by doing, um, we had a chain of title uh, company help us to locate all the ownership history there. Um, and within that research that I show there, um, um, the lot is actually, um, it's was configured at 420 Filbert Avenue. It's actually in the shape of two configurations. Um, figure number four, are you able to bring that up, um, Adam, from the report? Okay.
1: Figure four from the report, from that yeah. same PDF that I just had open?
8: No, if you're able to go to the actual report. Oh, the report, okay. Yeah, sorry. My- I-, I can do that. Okay. Yeah, you know, we can just, since I'm not able to actually. Just trying
1: to locate it within the report right now, but I do have it pulled up.
8: Okay. Do you know which page that might be on? Yes, I think page it's... five.
1: Okay, great. Yeah.
8: I thought this would be an interesting one to show everybody as a start. So within our chain of title research of the large amount, yeah, this one, if you can just zoom out, uh, a very large amount of ownership history here, um, for 120 Filbert Avenue, the lot configuration, which consists of lot five and six there in both the pink and the blue, that was the current shape of the lot um, in the beginning in its ownership. And that would be um, from June 1913 to November of 1951. That's what the lot configuration is known as per the chain of title research. Um, but after that, you can see actually zoom in. If you go to, um, you can see that actually within this accessors map here, After from 1951 to the present lot, to the present date, the lot actually um, was surveyed and um, cut up into individual sections. So you can kind of see that towards the south end part of there. So if you go to um, the actual, let's go to actual, let's go to sheet number um, four the report. So if you're able to zoom in on that area that I have circled there. um, So in 1951, the present lot configuration was created per our chain of title research. Um, And those five lots there, you see 24, 25, 26, 28, and 30 were created. So that came about through our research through this chain of title. Um, What was interesting to find out, in further researching and, and actually contacting the library the marine county library um, if you're able to go over adam to the next attachment which is um, page nine this map was very telling it was a, a really it was a puzzle in the beginning but this helped kind of piece together um, a lot of this these unknowns so we this the Marin County Library was really helpful in helping us find this um, unrecorded map survey and actually, if you're if you note know, the map was uh, created by one of the owners at the time, which if you can zoom into the the right hand corner it says, uh, "survey a portion of lots five and six from B T Madden," and he was the owner uh, of that property um, at the time, um, and so he had. Um, he owned these, these buildings here and he surveyed this, uh, this portion of the lot, which was previously the large portions of lot five and six. So our lot is that yellow portion, which I have um, highlighted. He does show interestingly in the survey, five little building footprints. Um, uh, ours is that number five there with this, that's shown as kind of a square in the, about a, the center of the lot there. Um, no dimensions are shown, however, um, but this was a, a real big, helpful piece of the puzzle, this map, uh, because he was, turns out to be the owner um, of, of the property for that time. So this was really helpful. Um, and then.
0: Um, can I just ask, can I ask you again, um, did you say this map is recorded by the county or is not?
8: It is not. It is. It was located from the, um, Kent history room. Yes. And Kent history. I talked to the librarian, um, Carol Aquaviva. She was able to find it in their unrecorded survey lot, uh, unrecorded survey maps, which is wonderful. They were so helpful. Uh, No,
0: she's terrific. Thank you. That's good. Yeah,
8: and Jennifer Christensen, who's also a librarian there, helped us locate a lot of the ownership history um, as well. So um, this was helpful. Um, Moving on to the next point that I wanted to point out was if you you could go to um, the next page 10... I think would be really helpful, that page there. There is a lot of permit history that Adam shown, uh, that Adam has shown previously. Um, I have highlighted in the dark gray ones, which permits are really significant. Um, The first permit that we found in the archives at the uh, city of Sausalito was in 1961. Um, There was no written description, um, but you can see Adam, you did have that building up there beginning, I can just summarize it. Um, The shape of the building, the footprint was much smaller um, in 1961. And if you start with, I mean, we'll look at that as kind of the starting basis um, of what has been added on from that point. Um, But uh, another significant, if you can bring that one up. Thanks, appreciate that. Okay. So this is interesting because if you're able to, are you able to rotate that actually ninety degrees, that map? Yes, wonder.
1: Make sure trying to get it the right way here.
0: Okay. So how how are we doing on time, Adam?
1: Um, we- Rob, you've only got about a minute left. Oh, minute. Yeah. oh my gosh. Well, okay. Yeah, we appreciate
8: Sorry. all the um, done a lot okay. of permit re- history research, but basically, um, what in conclusion, it's easy to see how much this building has changed. Over the course in its in its configuration. And um, what is left of the actual original structure is buried and sandwiched between the additions that took place to the north and to the south uh, in the subsequent constructions and remodels that took place. So um, there really isn't any historic structure, any structure that's visible um, that 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 would be, um, sh- you know, that you can see anymore. So that's, I wanted to show that extra drawing that I sent to Adam tonight, but I see we've run out of time, but um, that was a very telling part um, of the the history is that what what is left there with the main structure, that little small square pr- footprint is buried really in the center of that uh, space. <laughs> and so, um,
0: so if we ask you a question, the time stops. So I'm going to oh. help you out here and ask you a question okay. since you're out of time. Is it, fair, is it fair then to summarize that you're, you are demonstrating the changes that have gone on sequentially over time to the property through these two maps? Is that accurate?
8: Yes. yes we okay. have de- we've demonstrated with... Um, yes with the maps as well as the documentation of all the permit history and looking over those in, on microfilm and uh adam and i spoke about those in, as well um and i diagrammed it ran out of time to show you that diagram but it's easy to see and conjecture that this this building is no longer anywhere near its original configuration
0: thank you any questions of the uh applicant by the commissioners appreciate your uh giving us that detail.
8: Sure, thank
0: you. Anybody else?
2: No questions.
0: Thank you, let's open it up for public comment then and see if we have anybody that would like to comment about uh, 120 Filbert.
1: Not seeing anyone at this time, Chair.
0: Okay, thank you, then I'm gonna close public comment and bring it back up to the commissioners uh, for discussion Mm -hmm. and or a motion.
2: I move we accept the staff recommendation that this is not a historic property.
0: Thank you, Vice Chair, is there a second? I'll second. Thank you. Uh, Adam, can you call the roll please?
1: Vice Chair Newman? Yes. Commissioner Berkowitz? Yes. And Chair Nichols? Yes. Motion carries Uh, 3-0.
0: Thank you very much for bringing this to our attention and uh, you're happily on to your next stage of design review. Thank you. Thank
8: you so much. I appreciate Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, moving on to item six, communications. Adam, where are you?
1: I'm, I'm here, can you hear me? There yes. You are. yes, sorry okay, about I that. To,
0: I needed to change my screen, sorry.
1: <laughs> no problem, I'm just pulling up the agenda myself. Um, okay. so there was some correspondence during communications at the last meeting Um, we had talked a bit about commissioner newman had brought up the project going on at lappert's ice cream on bridgeway Um, i did make a comment that that structure was located outside of the historic district Um, i was able to go back and look through the historic files I did find where the project went before the planning commission in 2017, 18. Um, and I did find a memo from the HPC to the planning planning commission at that time. It doesn't look like it came to the HPC for approval, but it does look like the HPC sent a memo, uh, like an advisory memo to the planning commission. Um, and if you all would like, I'd be happy to share that with you as a one-way communication.
0: I think that would be good to do that. Vice-Chair, do you have any questions specifically? This was something you wanted more information on?
1: Well,
2: I would definitely like to see what that communication was because I have a recollection of that coming to the uh, HPC or HLB, whatever it was at that point in time. And uh, I'd like to see what that communication was because (laughs) to compare it to my memory. Let's put it that way.
1: And I will preface it with, it was a 300 something page document. So I was looking at what I thought was the complete uh, correspondence, but I will do some additional research and see if there was anything else in that file that I missed when they scan, <laughs> the, when they scan the old files, they scan them all together. So not everything in there is specific oh. to HPC review. So it's kind oh. of, you kind of have to mine through there to to find what you're looking for. Oh,
2: Thanks. sorry. Uh, but- if, If I could just comment, I think our review had to do with adding a second story to that building.
1: And and that is what I was seeing.
2: Yeah, and not not adding anything that would have uh, moved out into the public domain, including parking and uh, sidewalk.
0: No, and I can just add that I was a planning commissioner in 2017 and seventeen and eighteen. And the project that came to us is the addition of the second story. So um, we're all on the same page here with time,
2: you know, dates and times. so. So I guess also the second aspect of this question is what is currently approved and what is being built?
1: So Um, at at the last meeting, I had looked at the permit tracking system. it looks like a new request has been submitted to the department. It's currently assigned to a planner. I don't think that any uh, review has been done yet. I don't think it's gone back to the Planning Commission at this time, but they did submit an application to our department for revisions, and I think that included an encroachment request. Uh, I would
2: suggest that you also walk to the site and look at what's being built currently and uh, <laughs> see, if, see what, if what is being built has been approved or if it is what is being requested or if it's something different, <clears throat> please. Okay. It uh, may not be directly in the historic district. It must be right on the boundary. Is that correct, Adam?
1: That's correct, Vice Chair. It's, it's located abutting the historic overlay district but it's not located in the district. Okay. Thank you.
0: Okay, so that was communications from staff. Uh, follow up, thank you, Adam. Thank you for uh, getting the minutes done and, and for uh, Director Horbart finding some old ones that we had not seen. Appreciate that, those communications. Um, is there anything else that we'd like to add during communications times? I had an outstanding request about historical context statement if you have an update there that would be important and uh we'd love to hear it you may or may not have something at your i
1: apologize chair i don't have the update right now i need to work with um i need to work with director hordert and um whoever he he is working with on that to get you an update but i do not have that at this time
0: could you please when you get that update send it out to us as a one-way communication since we've got a Month gap here, you know, before our meetings. As you know, we're all hanging by our fingernails awaiting that document being approved. So that would be terrific if you could do that. Yes. Thank you. Um, I'd
2: also add there are, can you hear me? I'd also add there are various rumors out in the world about that particular document. And I think it would be good to clarify where we are in that. And uh, I know a one way communication is to inform the commission, but I think that it would be appropriate for the city to have a position on that because it involves the planning commission, the council and the HPC. And I think that your department should um, be clear with the public as to what's going on with that. Thank you.
0: So I'll just put a caveat on that, and I don't want to go too far past that because it's not specifically on the agenda for Brown Act. But I would uh, piggyback off of David's comments and uh, suggest and recommend that any new document and or revision go through the usual process, which is to have the HPC review, planning commission review, and then approval consideration by the council. Just standard practice. Thanks, that's all we
2: need to. Yeah, I do, I just would second that, Adam. You're you're obviously the carrier of this message and we've had significant changes in the uh, administration of your area over the last months, um, as well as staffing. And so there's a lot of confusion out there uh, right now, including uh people that all of us on the commission know, and they'd like really to have an understanding of what's happening and make it public and not something that's might be happening uh, uh, behind. uh, uh, I shouldn't use that expression. I guess I should say (laughs) that they need to understand what's happening because we have pushed that so hard for the last couple of years. And it got very close and I understand that there are several council members that were involved in this as well as our chair. And, uh, but I think that there's a lot of confusion out there as to where this stands. And there's a lot, as you probably well know, even (laughs) if you're only being here a few months, we're waiting to do that so we can move forward with some other very critical uh, actions with regard to uh, historic overlay districts and so forth. And it's all awaiting that. And uh, we're very concerned about it. So I just wanna impress that on you and your uh, interim uh, director uh, that we are very interested in this and put a lot of effort into it over the last, not even maybe three years longer than to, that <laughs> yeah well but anyway you go yeah back, you go back to you your yeah. time it's 2010 or something like that yeah. so i mean it's kind of um i think the public really needs to know is what i'm saying
0: and i think what we've just done is put this on the record which is the public record the recording can suffice so thank you for bringing that up all right any other Discussion tonight before we uh, await our one way communications when we get updates and before we meet in July. Anything you want to bring up under communications? If not, we're going to adjourn. Even though I loved seeing you guys two days in a row, but (laughs) I'm ready to adjourn.
2: I, (laughs) I, I, I just would like to offer one thing that the chair suggested in a one way communication with me today, which is at some point in the relatively near future, I think it would be a good idea for us all to have a briefing again on what our responsibilities are on this commission. Um, And that you know how far we go in terms of uh, looking at what might the future be, for example, the yacht club Uh, you know we're dealing with preservation issues and not about planning commission issues and I think that came up yesterday evening Uh, and I think it would be helpful for all of us if we kind of it doesn't need to be extensive but I think if it was something that kind of went over the roles and responsibilities that we have on this commission and what their limits are and that doesn't mean they're not Good limits, <laughs> it, uh, and in fact, I think that if we could get the context statement approved, we'd like to move forward with some actions related to historic overlay districts and so forth. Uh, Newtown used to be a big topic for but us.
0: let's be careful about the Brown Act. None of this stuff is on the agenda. So um. uh,
2: it's—I don't think we're on Brown Act here, Vicki. But um, I am. Well, you are very cautious about that, and I am not. I think Mm -hmm. this has to do with what the commission has to deal with, and it does not have to do with any future action. So sorry about that.
0: Okay. (laughs) Anything else?
1: I just want to thank you all. I heard you had a late night uh, with the joint HPC planning commission. So thank you for your service and, um, for attending both meetings, it is appreciated.
0: They went on to 1230 after us. So we had an easy breezy meeting <laughs> if you use that as comparison.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, could I just add one more thing on that Vicki, since you may have yeah. stood, stayed involved until 1230, I did not. I think this commission should have some understanding of what the ferry landing proposal is about because it's a historic area. Uh, it, will uh, be,
0: it will be coming back to us because it's in the district. This was from last night. And, uh, and I know not, there's a lot of public interest in it.
2: Yeah, but not all of it is in the historic district. And that's why I think in the past, I have heard that we have not been involved because the boundary of the district has not included all of what they're talking about at the ferry landing. And I think that and the Bank of America building uh, and its relationship to that is something that this commission should be aware of. And I think we are not being made aware of it at this point in time. And I would just ask for that to be included in the future. <clears throat>
0: Thank you. Okay. Can we adjourn now? Will we all feel comfortable adjourning? Yes. Okay. Good night you guys see you, you uh, soon see you on the streets i guess <laughs> not on zoom for a while see you later okay. thank you
1: thank you good night good night,
0: night.